Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. This feature is brought to you by the Solidarity Fund. Unity in action. COVID-19 has had a negative impact on gender-based violence. The Solidarity Fund has identified GBV as one of its focus areas and has partnered with various organizations to assist with medical and psychosocial services, PPE, and access to shelters. To get help, call the National GBV Command Center on 0800-428-428 or visit the National Shelter Movement's website on nsmsa.org.za. Brought to you by the Solidarity Fund. Unity in action. There's a lot... Let's start again. The Solidarity Fund is committed to eradication of gender-based violence. And as part of its commitment, we continue ongoing conversations. I'm sure you've been hearing these over the past couple of weeks, discussing topics that will change all of us to find solutions. And they will challenge us. And I hope that as we have these conversations, you become a part of it. You engage. You ask more questions. We may not have answers, but really, we, we really hope that you become part of these conversations in a meaningful way. And so towards this um, trend, trying to eradicate the scourge of gender-based violence. I am joined today by the CEO of the Solidarity Fund, Ms. Tandin Zimandu, to just talk to us about some of the work that they've been doing. And so what they've done recently, they've released their interim impact report. Uh, thank you so much for talking to us, Ms. Zimande. Thank you uh, for making the time to talk to us. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Pamela. And, and what has this um, the study release um, shown us? What are you picking up on, on the recent release? So it, it really just um, has, is showcasing what um, has happened in the fund um, from the beginning to the end of September, which is the sort of six-month report, mm. really, to society. And it highlights um, the three areas where the fund is most active, okay. um, and that's the health in the health response area, okay. in the humanitarian efforts, which is where we'll be focusing today more, okay. and in the solidarity campaign, which is really the, the behavioral change aspect. And, um, and and the behavioral change, is it more specific to the COVID-19 pandemic itself? It is, it is. And um, the first six months was very much focused on, uh, particularly initially, Mm-hmm. on informing because you, you, you covid when it came nobody knew anything mm-hmm. about it yeah um so it was really important to assist people to get a better understanding and um get to know how to respond this is very important because it it helps us in in understanding what kind of messages worked and what kind of messages messages didn't work um and it's interesting because even with what i think is better knowledge there's still behavioral stubbornness by other people. Do, do you pick that up? And is there a reason why that is? So we, we, we are hoping that in, in the messaging, there are people who are responding. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a large number of people that are evidently, um, and, and I think more so as the levels um, change. Yeah. Changed. So, so it's important for all of us, really, because the, the behavioral change aspect is what will save us. That's it. Um, particularly before we have a vaccine. So it's really, really important for people to have their masks on, to social distance, to sanitize, to avoid large, um, particularly indoor gatherings. So those messages are still hold true and mm. and 
South Africans as we move into the second wave, um, each one of us, really. If we, each one of us, do do the right thing, Mm -hmm. we can beat the second wave. I'm going to maybe go into a bit more detail in my question, and maybe we don't have an answer for it. But in the impact report, so has messaging and information resulted in better behavior? From the study that was done, it appeared that it it did. But as I say, that um, has um, unraveled somewhat. Mm. Mm. Um, and, uh, and, and, and I can't say it was uh, um, a blanket um, response, mm. but certainly pockets of society seem to have picked up. So uh, we were advised that the people who who are responsive to information. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, there are people who are also not responsive yes, to information. That, that's it. So it, at least if we're able to reach those and arm those who are responsive, we hope that they that, that sort of movement has an impact on those who, who are less responsive mm. to, to information. And in fact, it's, you know, it's also key for us to understand those who are not responsive and, and, and why they're not responsive so that we can then better reach them because their behavior will also impact on those who are actually responsive. So yeah. we need to yeah. figure all of that out. It's, it's a tricky space. Mm. Um, yeah, we're, using the, we're, we're trying to leverage lessons learned mm. from the, the HIV space as well. That's it. Um, However, it, it, even within the HIV space, it's it's it wasn't a blanket response. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Make, makes perfect sense to me. And th- these are important. I'll tell you why. Because here we are now um, faced with uh, the second wave. Uh, it's quite yeah. evident now. And so all of us need to be quite aware and be reawakened again to why this is so important. I'm always concerned about the humanitarian element. What, what did we get from this report? So in the humanitarian aspect, um, the two focus areas for, for the fund, um, the, the, the first uh, area that I'll speak to mm. will be the food um, relief space, mm-hmm. where initially um, we reached um, out to um, 250,000 families. Okay. Um, with food pack with with food parcels mm. and have since um augmented that um because that, that did present certain lessons for for the fund and 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 people who are generally involved in in getting the food sure. to the communities that that needed it sure. um that in fact the voucher system mm-hmm. is a better system yeah um yeah, yeah. than the than the parcels Cash. Oh, is it interesting? In that it it's it, the parcels you need to be thinking about how to come. Yes, how, what to put into the parcel, and of course, yeah, not everybody eats in the same fashion. Um, and you'll find that certain foods, which are, are generally good, like vegetables, uh. um, for for families to have, they will not last from the point of purchase to the point of delivery. But um, I love that. I absolutely love this. I'll tell you why. Because there is this, you know, um, often the giver 
has the slight arrogance of determining what they think is good for those who are in need. And suddenly we also then take this, you know, we take choice away from people, which for me also takes away some dignity. And so the fact that we've moved away from the parcel, putting the parcel together to a voucher, I absolutely love the news. And, and I'm sure people are more welcoming of the voucher system. No, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. And we've, we've found um, in comparison to to what average uh, take-up is, yes. there's actually been very good take-up sure. um, on the food voucher system um, and usage of that. Um, that is also augmented now we bring um with an with a food with a with an agricultural input voucher mm. which um is more applicable in 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 you know rural areas or peri urban areas just where, it, what does what does that look like just maybe elaborate a little bit more on that one so that that is a voucher that um certain uh, that can be redeemed at certain suppliers. Okay. So uh, a whole lot of suppliers are being signed up mm-hmm. and have been signed up mm. um, where people in the rural areas are able to go and buy things that they will need in terms of um, assisting them to plant. Mm-hmm. So it's so, seeds and, and, and um, other supportive. Yes. Yeah. So, so, you know, the tricky thing here is that with less emphasis on the desperate people, uh, there is less also uh, information going out about how people can can get help. Um, are you finding that we need to do more again with informing people about how to access things like the voucher and the the, the agricultural uh, voucher that you're talking about as well? So, so what we have done is we've um, been working with partners. Mm-hmm. Who are able to identify? Um, who, first of all, working in areas where there's the, the a known and uncertain need, mm. and then specifically um, identifying um, the people who are known to be in need and are not in um, receipt of other types mm. of mm-hmm. um, support. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really been with those um, partners that. Um, we've managed to identify the, the, the people who would receive the vouchers, the food and the, the input. Yeah, no, that makes sense because I think a lot of us learned a lot about how when it's just, you know, a call out, um, so much goes wrong. Um, when you use the current systems that are in place, your NPOs and so on, it, it's better managed. And, and so I think this is yeah. probably the most effective way of doing this. Then yeah. let's talk about the health element. Sure. Um, so on the health element, um, that was in, in the first phase, in the first six months, mm-hmm. that was the primary um, focus, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and that took up most of the of the funding. Mm-hmm. And there the focus was on um, PPE. And you'll recall right at the beginning, that was a huge need. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and in fact, remains yeah. a, a significant um a procurement item to, to date mm. in terms of um, the, the health system, but for, in terms of moving with speed, mm. when the health system is not able to has its processes mm-hmm. that it must go through, mm-hmm. um, the, the Solidarity Fund was able to move with speed mm. to acquire much-needed PPE mm. and um, 
working then with the the, the Department of Health and and other um, organisations on the ground get it to healthcare workers in particular, whether mm-hmm. nursing is uh, uh, whether in in hospitals yes. or outside of hospitals. Yeah. Yeah. My conversation this afternoon is with the CEO of the Solidarity Fund. Listen, you can be a part of this conversation and ask questions. You know, a lot of us were really interested in this um, this fund when, when it started and where was the money going to go? There was a lot of, uh, you know, skepticism and so on. So there has been an interim um, uh, impact report on what has been done with the money, how impactful it has been. So you can call in on 011-714-2006 or you can send a WhatsApp note on 614 I'll take those in a short while. Life happens with Pinelo Modine. And Ms. Tandi Nzimande is the CEO of the Solidarity Fund. We're having a conversation. We've been having these weekly conversations with the Solidarity Fund about what they're doing. As I said earlier, you know, there was a lot of skepticism in the beginning, at the beginning of this fund. And and we've been trying to keep up to date with what they're doing, where the money is going and so on. And so they've released an interim impact report, which we're getting an update on, which will be available for everybody to have a look at. And just keeping track of where the money has gone, what have they done? what have they found has been impactful and so on and so we're getting that update from the CEO and just uh, getting back to you Ms. Nzimande with some of the the issue of I know that when you announced that you are going to be focusing on gender-based violence the question was well how are you going to do that we've been having this conversation with the fund over a past couple of weeks where you've partnered with um, NPOs who've been in the sector for a while how has that been going? That went really very well um, in the first phase. Mm-hmm. We, we, we have two phases mm-hmm. um, to, to uh, our program yeah. um, with GBV. So in the first phase, um, that was when we, were, we partnered um, with the uh, shelter movement mm-hmm. as well as um, the NPA and the Tutuzela Care Centers. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as supporting um, the the relaunch, really, of of, of the GBV command center. Mm. Um, that th- those three uh, partnerships have gone very very well, mm, mm. Um, and I, uh, some would have seen the the president um, actually opening the center, yeah. the command center, um, recently. Yeah. Um, we now into our second phase, and that second phase was a call out initially, um, which closed towards the end of November, mm. um, to organizations who are involved in the GBV space. Yes. Um, first, to organizations which are community based. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a, a good and significant response yeah. to the call out. Um, and then to sort of more larger, um, more systemically oriented um, organizations also in the GBV space. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, we got a a very good response. So there the the process is that we'll be shortlisting in uh, January, Mm -hmm. and then we will be able to start rolling out. Um, And really, we we think that will have a, a, a humongous and a huge impact because the, the 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 organizations, particularly on the community-based um, organizations, mm. they'll be receiving capacity funding. Mm. Um, 
and and we will be supporting work such as research and advocacy um, potential you know research mm. looking at digital solutions mm. that might be brought in from the systemic mm-hmm. um, side. So, yeah, we're looking forward to mm-hmm. putting in the hard yards in the new year. Well, yeah. I, I really, really like that because often uh, one thinks that, you know, funding sometimes can be very simplistic and there are many, so many other ways in which um, the sector itself has evolved and, and has found new ways of dealing with the scourge. You've yeah. used 92 million in this uh, in this gender-based violence initiative. That's a lot. Do you know how much more is required? Um. So that 92 million, fortunately, um, encompasses the 75 million mm-hmm. that um, will be um, distributed with, with, uh, or will, yeah, in the in the second phase. Okay, okay, I get yeah. it. Okay, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Uh, do we know how much more you will be adding to this pool? Not at this stage. Not uh-huh. at this stage. We we work with um, what we call um, allocations. So once a project is or a program is um, decided upon um, and goes through the governance structures, there's a proposal that goes with it yes. and is taken right through to the board, um, and then monies w- would be agreed. Sure. So to the extent that um, uh, that we we see that the might so there's always a, a need. Mm. However. There's a certain need that solidarity fund can play a mm-hmm. meaningful role in. Mm-hmm. So if the, if it is identified that there's something that um, the fund can play a meaningful role in, mm-hmm. um, then we would take that through to the board. Yeah. Um, there's a quick question I want to take from WhatsApp. It says, "How does one go about applying for this fund?" This is Ati from Cape Town. Ah, um, so we the invitation. Applications are really by invitation to the extent that we put out a call. So, um, unfortunately, the the call for funding in this round, um, and really I can't say that there will be another round, um, has closed. It was it closed towards the end of November. It it was. We tried to be on on as many platforms so that we were as visible as possible across the country Mm. um, to give um, organizations an opportunity to to apply for that funding. Mm. Um, Unfortunately, that window has closed. You know, initially we used to have uh, people blowing lots of horns to say, yeah, we've given 10 million, we've given 20 million. Has has it kind of stopped trickling in? Are, are we getting money in? Because it's one thing for you to be doing all this great work. Is it still coming in? Are donations still coming in? They're, they're coming in, but at a much, much slower pace. Mm. And um, we haven't been actively, to be honest, we haven't been actively fundraising mm. um, in that Initially, it was expected that the fund, because it was a, a it's a response fund mm-hmm. um, to something that we had never had to deal with before. So it it was really it's very focused on on COVID and COVID impact um, related things. So it was expected that by, and I think like most of us, we thought that there was a sort of 
closer end date. You know what I mean? <laughs> Look where we are now. <laughs> where we so are now. we thought by the end of the year, the <laughs> fund would have no possibly wound up you're not going anywhere <laughs> we're going to need you for a while so <laughs> get you you know go get a, a christmas breather and then you know come back we need you we need you with your yeah, second wind yeah, we, 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 um so the the, the the date that we're working towards now is likely that the fund the fund would be wound up towards the end of next year and by that time we believe that society will have mm. adjusted and um God willing, yeah. Yeah. So you don't need the additionality because society has found a way of of dealing with everything, yeah. Just quickly for me, because we, we just always fail to remember that there is somebody listening who is for the first time maybe hearing about some of the helplines and where they can get help for the first time. Quickly for me, um, we do have a rape crisis, a 24-hour support uh, call center. Do you want to just give us the number where people can call for things like that? Because we forget. Yes, no, absolutely. Um, so um, the, the, I'll start with the command center's hotline. Yes. And uh, the GBV command center's hotline. I, they are able to handle most, the, you know, give guidance and assistance mm. in, in, in most um Cases, mm-hmm. so there's zero eight hundred four two eight four two eight. Okay, zero eight hundred four two eight four two eight. That is a national GBV command center hotline, which is open every single minute of the day. Yes, twenty four seven. Thank you so and much. The, yeah. Okay, no, no, that's fine. I'm you, sure we'll be able wanted, to share the other numbers yes, at, at you, another time. No, 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 that's fine. I mean, let's. it's important, so we can pause for that. Let's just give out the other number. I was going to say the the Tutuzela Care Centers, which mm. are, are run by the NPA, mm. they have um, a telephone line as well as a WhatsApp line. Yes. So their telephone line is 021-447-9200. Six two, mm-hmm. and their WhatsApp line is zero eight three triple two five one six four. I will definitely be repeating those numbers um, as soon as, you know, while while we're still on the show until the end of the show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for talking to us. Thank you uh, for the work that you do. It's very, very important. And thank you for staying in touch. No, thank you, Pamela. Thank you for having us. Thank you. That's Ms. Uh, Tandi Nzmande, who is a CEO of the Solidarity Fund. I'll give you those numbers again a little bit later on. Let me go quickly to Kanyisila Manyoni for the latest in headlines at 2.30.